hello, hello. Welcome to the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we explore and learn what it means to live from your heart, not your head. And for those of you not quite familiar with heart dancing, it's a process of unlearning the world's messages and remembering your authentic self. When you start listening to the world's definition of happiness and success, at some point you may realize that you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be satisfied. There's always going to be something more to strive for or obtain. Heart dancing is a different way of looking at your world and looking at yourself. It's a way to return to your soul, the source of unconditional love. And the heart dancing mantra is, let love lead. And you'll understand more about that as you join me in the dance. Love knows the way, you just have to follow. Heart dancing. For this month in June, we are talking about authenticity, and I define authenticity as living fully and completely from your heart, without the stories, without the masks, without the limiting beliefs, but being joyful and completely in the moment. And my guest today knows all about that because he is a dogtologist, and we're going to ask him about that in just a minute, but... This show is about dogs, so all of you cat lovers, you may want to take a break, or you might listen because we might convert you. It's all about heart dancing. My guest today is Jeff Lazarus. He wrote the book called Dogtology, which has just been released on Amazon, and and it will be in Barnes & Noble stores, uh, available across the internet And this book, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be a game changer. And that's why I had uh, Jeff join me on the show today. Jeff is a dog lover, and that does not even scratch the surface. The questions that he uses to determine whether people fall into the category of dogtologists, let me just give you some examples. And if you're nodding your head, then you know that you're one. Have you ever bailed on your friends just to stay home with your dogs? Does your dogs, do your dogs own more designer clothes than you do? And on your Facebook or Instagram photos, are there more photos of your dogs than of your family? If you said yes to any of those questions, then you may be a dogtologist and you don't know it. Hey Jeff, are you there? I am right here, Kathy. Oh, great. I'm so excited to have you on the Heart Dancing Radio Show. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be part of your show. Great. Well, I have to tell you, um, I have always had a love affair with dogs, and you touched on a lot of the points that I find so attractive about them because they're so unaffected. They're just there in the moment. Um, they're living fully and finally from their heart. So you know a lot more about this than I do. Can you tell us a little bit about Doctology and why you wrote the book? Oh, absolutely. And I don't know about Doctology more than you do, Kathy. You know about <laughs> Doctology just the same. You actually did not know that it had a name, Doctology, until recently. Okay, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, But you make some great points already. We know that dogs can give us unconditional love. We know that we have a playmate in dogs whenever we want. Dogs are there for us. They're a constant. 
In fact, here's the evolution of dogtology. You know, think about having a tough day. Think about having to deal with extra work, having to deal with coworkers backstabbing, having to do with traffic getting home, and your credit card bills are higher than you thought, and your social plans are being canceled. But guess what? You walk in, and there's a four-legged bundle of fur right there for you, mm-hmm. wagging its tail, waiting. And there's your savior. And in fact, we have come to a point of counting on that dog so much that we have taken our love for dogs. We have not only worn it on our sleeve, literally, we've paraded it on the Internet, and it's to the point of near worship. In fact, for some, it's not even near. It is worship. And that's the essence of dogtology, the belief in dogs. Right. Quite frankly, I would say it's arguably one of the most popular beliefs on Earth. Wow, that's a pretty powerful statement. What do you have to back that up? (laughs) The evidence is everywhere. In fact, since I started speaking, how many pictures and YouTube videos of dogs were put on the Internet? I don't know. Have you counted? (laughs) I I don't know, but it's a lot, right? Oh, yeah. Also, here the challenge question is, can you now watch three consecutive TV commercials without seeing a dog? No. Uh, no, guess not. <laughs> it's a rare occurrence. So we, as humans, have outwardly been expressing this love for dogs everywhere. We can't get enough of dogs. That's what happens. Look at the bestseller list of dog books. Dog, 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 dog. Right, right. And I love, I have read your book, and I would commend this book to anyone and everyone who has a love affair with dogs. But I have to tell you, my favorite part was in the beginning, where it's basically a parable, and I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but I'm I'm looking at my dog differently now after having read that. Have you had other people tell you that same thing? You know, I have, and I have to thank you for pointing out in the beginning. It's really one of the parts of the book that I smiled most about, and I too won't spoil that for anybody, but it's a different look at things and perhaps suggesting an alternate view. It was quite gratifying and just really a fun writing exercise, but really something to think about. And, yes, I have had a few people <laughs> mention that to me, that they, they certainly enjoyed that tale, no pun intended. Right, right, ha-ha. <laughs> and that's the other thing I really loved about your book, Jeff, is there are so many clever antidotes and clever sayings that... I mean, did you just come up with these? How long did it take you to come up with these? <laughs> well, in one sense, I can tell you in my entire life observing what we, you, me, and everybody else, how we behave. But, you know, in the last couple of years, collecting my thoughts and knowing I was about to embark, no pun intended, on this endeavor, <laughs> you know, it's just a fun writing exercise. I love to write. You know, I've come to realize that in the last several years. And this book has very particular importance to me. And what is that importance? Well, years back, I did lose my dog. And my dog was my confidant, my sidekick, my everything to a large degree. After losing him, it was as if a part of me had died. And a few people close to me had noticed and said the same thing. So in being without him over time, I would come to realize that the person that I believed in every day was gone. Mm. And it's not to totally discount the humans, because they try, 
Mm-hmm. They're just not always great listeners. Sometimes they have to go eat dinner or go to sleep. But my dog was there all the time. And in realizing that I really fully believed in him, mm-hmm. I realized that this is dogtology. That's what it's all about. And this book, this is my ultimate tribute to Romy, my own golden-colored fur ball and my confidant. Oh, well, we know Romy is wagging his tail right now and barking at your boys, right? <laughs> if only I had him to edit the book. <laughs> well, um, let me ask you this. You brought up an interesting point. Do you find yourself being a better person around your dog? There's no question about that. I find myself to be happier. And I think that's the number one thing that mm-hmm. dogs bring us is happiness and joy. In fact, you just look at a dog and how do you not feel happy? I, I don't understand that if somebody says they don't. But I do feel happier. I feel at ease. I feel playful. And they bring out the best in us. Well, and you know what else you th- I think it is? To me, a dog sees the best in me. And if I've been kind of angry or mad or whatever during the day, when I come home, that's not what my dog sees. My dog sees the absolute best in me, and I know I feel that response in myself. And so I think that's part of the emotional connection. Would you agree? I absolutely agree. And you're right, dogs can see that. And that's, In fact, Kathy, yeah. I, would, I would tell you this. A good friend of mine, Paul, Paul was babysitting, or dog-sitting, a golden retriever a couple of years ago. And Paul told me, wow, Jeff, every time I get back, the dog's waiting for me. He just loves to play ball. So I walk in, the dog runs over, grabs the ball, brings it over to me. And I said to Paul, interesting observation, but think about this. That same dog has the experience of seeing you walk in the door, it brings you a ball, and then you smile. You're happy. You love playing ball. Mm. And Paul thought about it, a couple seconds of silence, and he said, you know, I think you're right. And then he said to me, I think you ought to go ahead and write that book you've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was at the beginning of Dogtology. Right. Oh, that's an awesome story. Well, you brought up a point I was just going to lead into which is one of the things dogs do for me, and I think do for a lot of people, is allow us to play, allow us to be silly, allow us to be um, funny, and because we're mimicking the dog, right? That's right. So, and on uh, page 138 of your book, you said uh, one of the coolest licenses dogs give humans is the license to act as if they are five years old. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Page 138. 138. It's, it's, so, it's, it's so true because you think about us and, you know, we try to be adults and we try to act like adults and you want to come off looking professional and educated. But if there's a dog involved, it's okay to roll over on your back <laughs> and make funny sounds. It's okay to wear funny clothes. You can put funny clothes on the dog, which we do all the time, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's addressed in... The third chapter, Book of Colors. But it allows us to do something else, to break down a barrier. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. My good friend Brian. Brian has a dog. 
If Brian is walking down the street without his dog, his name is Zoe, by himself, and there's a female walking down the sidewalk approaching, there's an awkward moment. So they pass each other. If Brian says hello to the woman, she may think he's some sort of creep or say hello mm-hmm. real fast and move on. Mm-hmm. Maybe he says nothing. Maybe she crosses the street to avoid him. Now enter in Zoe. If Zoe is with Brian, Zoe may approach the woman, and now suddenly it's okay for Brian to say something to her. So dogs actually break down barriers between humans. Mm -hmm. They make it safe. They make it acceptable to approach one another. Right. That's a great point, and that reminds me of a story. Have you ever been in a room with someone you're not, you just met, or they're a little bit of a, they're an acquaintance more than a friend, but as soon as the dog walks in, you forget about all that because there's the dog, and there's a common common point that everyone can share, and then that breaks down the social kind of awkwardness. Have you ever discovered that? Absolutely, and that's another terrific visual to it. Absolutely, countless times. Right. Well, um, I have to ask you this question, and I know you're on uh, your radio tour right now for your book, and you're going to be asked this 20 zillion times, but maybe I'm the first one to ask you. Um, Tell us about the dog you have now. So, yes, I'm going to be asked that question, (laughs) and it's going to be the same answer that may seem a little strange at first, Uh to not currently have a dog. But if we go back, this was my ultimate tribute to Romy. Mm-hmm. So in my own time frame, this was sort of recovering after the loss of Romy, sort of regrouping, collecting some observations. And it became my endeavor to write the book, to get it out to the world, because in a sense, dogtology has existed for us dog lovers for centuries. It gained momentum. It just never had a name. It does now. So my endeavor was to get the name out there, to get the book out there, to feel complete. My ultimate tribute to Romy. In terms of the future, there's no doubt fate will will play a role in that. And I will probably have my next four-legged furball sometime soon. To the point, Kathy, I've received a few emails already saying, we found the dogs for you. Please call us. (laughs) And this is going to be fun. It's going to be really fun this year going through that and all the dogs people know about that they want me to have. Right, right. Well, have you ever had a dog, you know, that belongs to someone else, but just greet you as if you're a long-lost friend? Probably all of them that I've come up to, yes. Well, and now they can they can probably say in their own language or communication, hey, that's the dude that named our religion, Dogtology. <laughs> <laughs> I say that now, I mean... That is so funny, Kathy. I like to walk up to dogs and think that they're like, that's the guy writing the book. Uh That's the respect we deserve. Exactly. (laughs) Because your whole book is written from the view of dog. It's not written from the view of humans. It's it's really how how dog views humans and what his mission is is here, right? Yeah, it's it's really about us. You know, people ask me, Jeff, how how's your book about dogs? coming along. Well, it's actually not about dogs, it's about us. It's about us humans, how far we've taken this belief, our behaviors. There's a few perspectives, not perspectives, 
perspective where we kind of question, <laughs> would dogs make the same crazy choices that humans do? And I'm not going to give anything away, but time to pause, P-A-U-S-E, and think about it. Right. A lot of fun to be had. Right. And, and you, you, this is quite the collection. I mean, I could dip into this book and we could be talking for the next three hours. But let me ask you this. What was your favorite part to write in the book? Probably pages one through 192. Okay. But <laughs> if we want to be more specific. Okay. No, that's fine. No. So that, first of all, I did enjoy in the beginning, as you know. Yes. I will tell you this, there's a part called The Human Show in Book of Callers that had me probably unable to write the rest of the day because I was busy calling some of my friends, <laughs> laughing. I, I think that the Book of Hydrant is always going to hold a special place for me, and that's really about the rituals that us humans have with our dogs. And yes. In the Book of Hydrant, I tend to go some places that you don't typically see in books or people really talk about. Right. But And it's fun. It's really fun to push the envelope and, and talk about some of these things. But you know what? They're true. <laughs> and see, that's why they're funny. Because they are true, but you bring it out in such a way that, you know, you didn't realize they were true until you read it in the book. Well, and that's true. Just, for example, in the book of Hydrants, the question's asked about you know, us humans allowing a dog to see us naked far before most other humans. Mm -hmm. And people think, oh my gosh, talking about nudity. Well, actually, think about that. That's true. The humans get sent out of the room, but the dog can stay. <laughs> How is that <laughs> Don't worry, there, there were no illustrations accompanying that thought. No, but that just shows you, uh, Jeff, I mean, I think you've taken uh, such a great uh, concept and and people do have communication with dogs, and dogs have the same back. I mean, we do beneficially help each other. But you've taken this to a whole nother level. Well, thanks for that acknowledgement. I, I think I don't want to say that I did. I want to say that you did, Kathy. And I want to say that everybody has. This is all of us. Right. We all created this. We're doing it by the moment. In fact, wait. Oh, yep. I think another 1,000 YouTube videos of dogs were just posted. <laughs> and... and Finally, our behavior has a name. It's dogtology, and quite frankly, it's, it's bigger than us. It exists. It's real. It just finally has a name. And thank you for putting a name on it. Tell it's us where... My pleasure. Yeah, where can people find you on the Internet? Well, you want to find dogtology, first of all, at dogtology.com. And regarding viewers, what would be really wonderful for, for you is to go on the site and contribute, because what... What we want to see is we want to hear and see your stories. This is about us. This is about all of us, the pictures, the, the funny behaviors. And tell your story. Contribute to the blog because this is about everybody. And certainly Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're just now building. We're taking stories. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great. I can't see. I can't wait to see where this goes. So thank you, Jeff, for being on the Heart Dancing Radio Show, where we learn to live from our hearts, not our heads. And as a reminder, take a look at your dog and how he interacts with you, and that may give you some clues. And do go out and buy the book Dogtology and share it with your friends. Jeff, you've been a great guest. I do appreciate it. And till the next time, Heart Dancing, it's the only way to live. <laughs>